Good morning, this is Bryce Peterson, and this is episode 18, The Illusion of Failure. You know what I love about the laws of physics or the laws of the universe, if you will? They always work. They always work. And I have a great demonstration on how I know this to be true. So there comes a time in a man's life when he realizes, you know what? I'm a grown man and I want a scooter. For years, I had been watching these little children in the various multitude of neighborhoods in which we lived over the years. And they had these awesome little razor scooters, aluminum frames, quite simple on rollerblade wheels. When I first saw this, I was dumbfounded. What an incredible idea that is. I wanted one, but they were too small for me. I tried riding on my kids and it just, it wasn't going to work. Over time, I observed they began to make versions of these things that were a little bit bigger. When you're an adult, sometimes you just want to go buy adult toys, you know? Some people go out and buy Camaros or Mustangs or they go and get themselves a Tesla these days. That seems to be all the rage. Those are fun to ride in. I've even driven one for like two minutes once. Thanks to my friend Jeff. As for me and my house, I bought a scooter. I was taking the train in to work and home. And I thought, you know, in between the station and where I'm working, I'd really like to ride the scooter. I'd like to ride the scooter to the train stop, to the bus stop. Wow, this will be great. I'll get to do one of the things I've always wanted to do ever since I noticed there was such a thing as a Razor scooter. Well, I'm going into work quite early and I, I'm being cautious, you know, it's, it's a little bit dark. I'm becoming accustomed to the topography of the street and the different variations and threats and so forth, the cracks and gaps and all. And I'm getting pretty good at this. Well, on one particular morning, I'm putting along. It's about 6 a.m., maybe a little after 6. It's, it's dark up by uh, Research Park where I was working by the University of Utah. And there's a car coming up behind me, and I'm like, you know, I'm going to move over out of the way. I'm going to go up on the sidewalk, just, you know, get out of the way for him, like a responsible Razor scooter driver guy. And as I go up there, it becomes clear very quickly that I'm unfamiliar with the terrain of this sidewalk. One thing led to another, and I completely plowed into the sidewalk. It was quite alarming, and the thought enters my mind as I'm about midway down to the ground. Am I not a little too old to be experiencing this? And I just gouged the holy crap out of my arm. I was bleeding everywhere. I'm glad I didn't break a bone, but I, I walked into work bleeding. <laughs> and I had to grab the first aid kit and make a crude poultice across my forearm and 
the big tragedy of the whole thing is I'm pretty sure no one even saw it. I don't think the person in the car would have known. I was not in a well-lit area, and I think it went completely unnoticed. But it is a testament to the fact that the laws of the universe are always active. They find you all the time. They can always see you, those laws. I used to work in a laboratory, and I was always, I always got a thrill out of the positive and the negative controls working. When we put a positive control for our stains on the microscope to see if we could find the mycobacteria that we were looking for, it, it always astounded me. Yes, the positive control, it works. The negative control, it doesn't work. It was always like that. It was, it was awesome. So that you knew that what you were looking for on your actual patient samples, yeah, that's, what, that's what's in there. So the laws of the universe, they're just always there. They're so reliable. And guess what else I love about the laws of the universe? They don't have any opinion of you. They treat you the same as everybody else. You get treated exactly the same. If you do what I did with the scooter, the outcome for you is going to be exactly the same. My mom, bless her heart, was out on the roller skating rink. I was with her and I was helping her get out of the roller skating rink and up that small three inch step out of the out of the rink and onto that worn out nasty carpet, you know, and she just took a light tumble onto the carpet. I promise I didn't push you, mom. I promise. I just tried to help you get out. And sure enough, she, she goes down and breaks her darling little wrist. As nice as my mom is, the laws of the universe and physics and such broke my mom's wrist. As nice as she is. Doesn't matter who we are, we get treated the same. And if, as far as all those satellites that I greatly appreciate that are up in the sky uh, surveying my every move, I love knowing I should be able to be found. You know, they, they can tell by my bald dome and my white glasses. Oh, yep, there's that guy. If I ever go missing, we have enough satellites up in the sky surveying my every move and keeping track of my behavior. Uh, my attitudes and my habits and such that I know that they can find me, hopefully. There, there should be enough video evidence out there that I can be found. And not only that, I like the GPS function on my phone. And we all use that all the time, right? The laws of physics being predictable, ever reliable, make it so those things can be launched up there. And if it's done correctly, they will not re-enter the atmosphere and kill you while you're on your way to work so laws of physics baby laws of physics and there's a lot more laws out there there's laws of behavior if you will i love this scripture in the doctrine and covenant section 130 there is a law irrevocably decreed in heaven before the foundations of this world upon which all blessings are predicated and when we obtain any blessing from God, it is by obedience to that law upon which it is predicated. The laws do not care about you. They don't care 
who you are. The only thing that matters is if you obey the law. And that doesn't even, I say the word matter, but if you obey the law, you get the blessing. If you do not obey the law, there is no blessing to be offered. And so this comes into play with the concept of failure or success. I feel like we're always a little bit on the lookout for how we failed. We're really good at looking for evidence and finding evidence for how we failed. Perhaps we noticed this come up when someone you knew from years ago, you see them and they are putting around in a brand new Toyota 4Runner and you're in a really old Toyota truck and you don't even know what the model of the truck is. Um, but you do know it has a lot of rust on it. <laughs> yeah, that poor truck. I didn't get the radiator cap on it properly and it died. It died on the side of the freeway. There's a loop-de-round off of the 215 belt route. Yeah, that's where it died. I was there. I saw it all. There was a lot of white smoke. And it had brand new tires on it, too. And a full tank of gas. Anyway, that aside, we might look for evidence of how we've failed compared to other people, right? And I remember thinking compared to my dad when I turned 30 years old and how put together he was when he was 30, I was like, oh man, I failed. I failed. I'm not my dad. I failed. But the thing is, we've never failed at anything. We've succeeded at so many things. There is no failure. There's only outcomes out there, folks. Hang with me on this. Can we see this? Stephen R. Covey, the late Stephen Covey, I want to say it was in his book, The Eighth Habit. I could be wrong, but I, I think it was. He said, every organization is perfectly aligned to produce the outcomes that it does or the results that it does. Did we catch that? It works the same for individuals too. We are all perfectly aligned to produce the outcomes that we do. We provide the input in the certain manner in which we do, and the outcomes flow from that based on the laws of the universe that are always there, and they do not care about you. They do not love you. They're completely neutral. We are part of a great big system, so much bigger than ourselves, and it is governed by laws. Our great opportunity is to find out what those laws are, how to navigate within that space, within that framework to be able to produce the various outcomes that are available to us. Perhaps it's a little too easy to call upon this example, but I love the attitude of Thomas Edison in trying to discover the light bulb. And I don't know how many years it took him, but there were hundreds of approaches that he took to make this work. He is reported to have said, I have discovered successfully hundreds of ways that this does not work. 
I love that. When we look around us and we see all the different things that have been invented, the communication technologies, I am holding a supercomputer in my hand recording this. And in a matter of moments afterward, I can go through and edit it and take out all the parts where I burped or yelled at someone or what have you. And then I hit publish and it's available to the entire world. Again, the universe did not care one bit whether or not humans discovered the ability on how to do this, but we did. And there you have it. The universe doesn't care. The laws are completely impartial. If it's possible to do, you're allowed to do it. So the cars, quite fascinating. You know, speaking of cars, it reminds me of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah. And you're thinking, oh yeah, how so? Isaiah has always troubled me. <laughs> and we're told multiple times in the Book of Mormon how amazing Isaiah was and how his words are so incredible. And most of us hate, well, we don't hate, but we just are left scratching our heads with the Isaiah chapters in the Book of Mormon. And we're told if we have the spirit of prophecy and revelation, then we will not be confused by them. And then Jesus Christ himself says to search the words of Isaiah, I try not to dwell on that too much, but there is one thing that I do understand from Isaiah. And when he's talking about the last days, he says, there is no end to their chariots. He saw our cars. And I feel like I have the spirit of prophecy and revelation because I knew what that meant. Doot, doot, toot my horn, toot my horn. Boop, boop. That's the part I understand. <laughs> he saw our cars. Isaiah is a prophet, man. He saw our cars. I don't understand how that works. It's been said that all points in space and time are connected. Maybe that's how it works with prophets. It's just crazy to me that that they can see that, the prophecies of Christ's coming, the most important prophecies out there, of course. Just incredible. But somehow the concept that someone saw our cars, that just kind of blows my mind. But again, the laws of the universe at work. Prophecy is governed by some kind of law. I don't understand it. But there's, there's a law there. There's a means available by which that happens. And so, as a reminder, our brains are always on the lookout for flaws. They are. They're looking for failures, right? We see this all over on the, the internet with your different five-star reviews or your one-star reviews. Yeah, one star. The product was great, but shipping was slow way too slow. It got here in like 18 hours. I expected it in 12. But as far as success and failure goes, I think it's a great idea to abandon those concepts. You've never failed. You've only succeeded. You're succeeding every moment. 
you're operating within the laws of physics. You are producing the outcomes that are based on the laws of the universe that you are following. If we want different outcomes, we have to obey the laws that produce those outcomes. I noticed a year and a half ago that I had gained 45 pounds during the COVID years. 45 pounds. That is impressive, right? I'm really something. How many pounds did you succeed in gaining during the COVID years? I got 45. Not to brag. At the time, I thought to myself, I have failed. <laughs> I have failed. No, I succeeded. I wasn't even trying to do that. And maybe I'd feel a little more amazed about it if I was trying, but I wasn't even trying to do that and I did it. I can gain 45 pounds with my eyes closed and my hands tied behind my back. All I need is a constant supply of food and you just feed me and I'll handle it. But this, this was something that, this was an outcome that I achieved by obeying the laws of the universe that those things are predicated on. Far more intake of food and calorie, calorie rich food, probably, no doubt, compared to my exercise level. That's just how it happened. So that was the outcome I achieved. I did not fail. And I did not succeed, really. I participated in producing an outcome. And so I decided, you know what? I think I might be interested in a different outcome because right now I'm probably on a magic carpet ride to my inevitable destruction. And if I arrive at my own destruction, I didn't fail. It is an outcome that I have achieved by obeying the laws that produce the outcome of inevitable destruction. It doesn't mean anything until I have a thought about it. So I decided I want a different outcome. I need to be more mindful of my eating and my exercise. And I reached out and got in touch with a wellness coach through my employer, which they generously provide at no cost to me. So I've been working with the wellness coach and it's been a year and a half. My wellness coach has been very supportive and there to follow up with me and asking me insightful questions and so forth. And based on changes that I've made, I went from being able to only jog for 30 seconds before having to pant and wheeze. I can now jog for 13.3 miles without stopping. I can jog for three hours straight without stopping. Now, granted, I was on the verge of a full system shutdown when I decided to stop jogging, uh, but that was just within this last week I set that personal record for distance. And I'm down 25 pounds. I have not really succeeded at anything, but I am producing a different outcome. If saying the word success fills you with so much joy and satisfaction that it just makes sense for you to do that, then by all means, use the word success. But I implore you to abandon the word failure. It does not help you. It does not mean anything. It is a useless description. And our brain loves it. Our brain likes to look for flaws. But really, there are only outcomes out there that we're producing. So we just, we get to decide what outcome do we want to produce. It's completely 
up to us how we want to show up and do that. Granted, some outcomes do require the input of other people or organizations. Cooperation with others, yes. But there's so much that we can do on our own. And the outcomes that we get to experience in our own minds are based on laws as well. And I think we've thoroughly established the fact that thoughts produce our emotions. And I would never have achieved the distance jogging goal that I did within the last week if I wasn't thinking the kinds of thoughts that produce the emotions and the subsequent behaviors that flow from that. It all started with my thoughts. So let's take the time to observe the outcomes in the world. Observe the outcomes in our own lives. Let's take the time to honor the laws of the universe, tip our hat to them, and be amazed that we have the opportunity to learn how to navigate these laws. It's such an incredible experience. And that's it for now.